The Art of Spiritual Warfare, Chapter 12, B. Good morning. A continuing discussion concerning Earth, the third element in the art of war, as instructed by Sun Tzu with reference to Sir Lionel Giles' 1910 translation of the classic. In general, the earth element in warfare can be interpreted quite literally. It refers to the geography of a particular region or specific area within a region. A few examples including distances, structure, and formation of the terrain that is flat, mountainous, open, camouflaged, type, and number of passages, narrow versus wide, verse winding, etc the type and location of bodies of water, coverage that is forested, arid, swampy, etc. Obstacles, potential danger and risk, calculating the chances of life versus death versus vantage, advantage, disadvantage are all very concrete boots on the ground, tactical considerations recognized by even the most uneducated or reckless sovereign or general however, not always utilized. We must emphasize one very important and irrefutable point and one to be committed to memory, separated from the student's personal feelings or beliefs, as otherwise an enemy will inevitably be victorious over you. Therefore, do not allow anything or anyone to erase or alter or dissuade you from this knowledge for any reason or purpose if you choose victory over defeat. Blatant, obvious miscalculation on the physical three-dimensional battlefield are never accidental if they result in what is perceived as unintentional surrender. A sovereign or general who leads his troops into dangerous territory without an exit or alternate strategy, thereby ensuring their surrender or death without their knowledge and consent beforehand is treasonous by design. However, if a dire situation is the only way to employ your forces, perhaps in an attempt to ambush or engage with the enemy in numbers many times greater than is almost impossible to expect to subdue them, but doing so for the purpose of delaying an invasion's momentum, providing time for the innocent to be relocated or, if fortunate, for the rallying of reinforcement, even if you know that your efforts are more certain to lead to death for yourself and your troops, given the opportunity to run or surrender, for warriors with skin in the game, having fierce loyalty to family or homeland, and firm in the belief that they are guided by moral law. Upon finding themselves in this situation, the penultimate warrior will fight with the strength and courage of a hundred or even a thousand men. In the Battle of Thermopylae, roughly 1,000 Spartans held their ground against nearly 200,000 Persian soldiers 
for almost a week. Xerxes, the Persian king, is said to have met with Leonidas, the Spartan commander of the Greek forces. Xerxes told Leonidas all he need do was surrender his weapons and much bloodshed would be spared. Leonidas told Xerxes to come and take them. Although historians seem to enjoy debunking this story, mostly because it does typify the highest virtue in a warrior and thereby may be utilized to boost morale and courage. It is true that Leonidas' legendary character was no legend. The battle was real, and although the battle was ultimately lost, it set the stage for the Greeks' ultimate victory. The Spartans had the advantage regarding the element of earth, the higher ground above treacherous terrain, the protection afforded by narrow passages, and weapons, bow and arrow, that travel over distance and did not require the close-up, hand-to-hand combat methods the Persians were trained in. The Spartans altered and adapted their strategy according to circumstance, taking full advantage of the earth element. These combined advantages resulted in a prolonged battle. The Spartans were defeated after being betrayed when Xerxes was informed of an alternate route and means of finally defeating them, and betrayal will be addressed in more detail later. However, despite the odds, the Persians lost 20,000 men while the number of Spartans who were killed is estimated between only two to 4,000. Leonidas had not shielded his warriors from the truth, and so many did abandon the cause, roughly five-sixths of the original army. But those who chose to stay with full knowledge they would likely die did so because they had something to fight for and impending death only increased their strength, physical and mental, and that strength in combination was demonstrated and remains as one of the greatest victories in defeat throughout all of humankind's history. In contrast, a general who plots to hoodwink his troops, who considers them expendable, cares not that he is trusted it rules with hubris and cruelty, though he may command legions and claim victory in many battles, will ultimately fail and fall victim due to ignorance of or in attendance to the elements of war applied strategically. In Part C of this chapter, we'll discuss transposition and application of the third element, Earth from its literal manifestations in the third dimension onto and into the spiritual realms and other dimensions.